Welcome to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Laird. This is Becky. This has been a week. It's been a couple weeks. Oh, yes, it has. So this is uh, our first episode, what, two weeks now? Yeah, we missed last week. Yeah, and uh, and uh, today is um, Employee Appreciation Day, so there's sandwiches all over and pizza, I think, and bagels. and. Well, by the time I got to donuts. the sandwiches, there was like nothing left <laughs> Yeah, tuna salad. Mm, I don't do t- tuna salad, but yeah. I do love... Um, I love employee appreciation day because we get bagels. Bagels are much better than donuts. Yes. I don't, you know this about me. I don't like donuts. Yes. Um, well, you do like some donuts. It just happens to be just one specific place and they put like <laughs> nine tons of icing on it. But well, well, they put peanut butter and bacon and <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, Elvis Honey. Presley. Yeah. Um, on, on that donut. But I, I really, I'm just donuts. It doesn't appeal to me too sweet. I'm a savory breakfast person. Yeah. Give me, I don't, pancakes, eh, French toast, waffles, eh, but eggs and bacon, hash yeah. browns, yes, I'm in, I'm all in. Uh, so, donuts, we have donuts every other Friday, you know, and everyone's like, oh, it's donut day. I'm like, yeah, big one. Yeah. But I, we get bagels, and I'm like, oh, give me the bagels, what? all of the bagels. I heard the cream cheese went quickly. I wasn't here for it, so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I've, I feel like death warmed over to tell you the truth. I know you you left early yesterday. Yeah, I left early, and uh, today I came in late. I, I'm just I'm I'm broken. Um, so I've got the I got the raspy voice going. There's been some crud going around. Yeah, like half the office is sick. So if you if you know if I hit the uh, the cough button multiple times in this episode, you'll you'll definitely know why. Yeah. Uh but uh, yeah, we're the. Heavy seasons upon us here in the insurance industry. There's yes. a lot of lot of quotes going on. A lot of people rushing to get things done. It's a it's a fun time. Just happens to be during the sick season, and whenever it's cold outside and hot next day, and cold and hot next, and but uh, yeah, you gotta love the weather in Texas because here we are March first and it's freezing. You know, normally you would think that we we would start to be warming up this this time of year here in Texas. Um, I know winter lasts longer up in the north, um, but down here, you know, we start to get warm in March, and here it's freezing. It's supposed to be freezing it's all weekend to be long. Like Twenty <laughs> degrees outside this weekend, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I, I, one of my favorite movies to watch is uh, Airplane. Yeah, and uh, it's it just I, I love the the campy the the shtick. Uh, nah, I've, it's not. It's not Liam Neeson. It's the other Neeson, <laughs> Nielsen. Um, but uh, I was – it. this was the week that I kept quoting. And I was like, ah, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue, you know, that type of stuff. Picked the wrong week to stop drinking sodas. <clears throat> and so I have been learning, relearning how to not drink sodas all throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm now down to just sparkling water, so I'm trying to cut out the artificial sweeteners and the you knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one counted all my you knows from the previous episode. No, but I did get a comment um, from Dylan about if anybody wanted to troll us, all they would have to do is talk about you know, and um, I forget what the other thing you said. Whatever, one of my pet peeves that we've talked about yeah. in the past. <laughs> I, I, I have I w- a few. Uh, rolling back to your donuts, I would admit that uh, your donut disdain. I don't know if it's a disdain. It's just just not your top. It's just top not my thing. thing. But you like cake, right? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, can do without cake. Are you cake. a pie person? 
I do pie. Okay. I like pie. So what's your dessert? Really, if it has chocolate and peanut butter, um, <laughs> and you make those damn buckyball things, whatever. <laughs> oh my god, it's like it's like I walk in the office, you know, I walk by your office, and you're going something on your desk. Oh crap! <laughs> I know what it is. That are my pretzels. The pretzels are are deadly. It's that sweet and salty, and they're so simple. Yeah, I mean, you know, but you you do them up. You put little sprinkles on it just to you know make it look. Like, like I, I made some ones that I did. Yeah. <laughs> I made I made some where I like double dipped it in chocolate. Where it, oh, I think it was it was like a Fourth of July something. So well, I did, you like, even this whole color it for Fourth of July. You do the red, white, and blue. And, yeah, well, I was, it was like dipped first in white, and then some in red, blue, and some in red, and oh, just made it a little bit like, more patriotic. Like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, you're you're so domestic. <laughs> I am. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I'm okay with that. So we also had another comment that our episodes, even though they target 30 minutes, seem to just roll on and on and on. No, I think the question was, do you intend for it to be 45 minutes? No. Actually, our intention is 30. (laughs) We just can't stop talking. I know. And today, today we, we, we've, we've been booked to, to do this for like a while. And, um, Today we're gonna try to record one or two episodes because next week's gonna be crazy, and it's all of a sudden it's like, well, we got an hour, but I'm only gonna be able to record one episode. Boy, I'm broken, um, and uh, we'll only be able to record one episode. And I'm like, why? We got an hour? Oh yeah, because that's, that's what- how long it. <laughs> and I got a big ass timer in front of me that's telling me everything, and I'm just like, I don't even look at it. Everyone's like, oh, well, we just passed 30 minutes. So we still got 10 more minutes to talk about this stuff. <laughs> We're not done. We're not even close to being done with this topic. Yeah, it happens on a regular basis. I would I would say it happens on occasion, but no, the reality is it happens on a regular basis. So I did have a question for you. Okay. What do you think's going on with like Agency Nation? And the reason why I ask is a couple weeks from now, it will be Evolution. Elevate. Elevate, yeah. Wow. I. You are really broken. Yeah, I know. I, I'm... <clears throat> Yeah, I'm hopped up on goofballs from the doctor, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, the um, elevate, mm-hmm. and you know Ryan's no longer with Agency Nation, and right. Ryan, Ryan Hantley actually has exited the industry. Yep, he's, he's uh, CEO at um, I forget the name a of the fitness, company, a fitness company, yeah, a yeah. gym or something like that. That's that's cool. It's a complete way from where you know I was like, whoa, okay, well that's. He, I'm going for the insurance industry, and I work in the gym industry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in that that quick succession, but uh, it's uh, I believe we're going to be recording from there. I I think that is our plan. Yes, so, we need to book our flights. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I booked my Leeds con flight way too late, so uh, I was just like, I so much going on. But um, you know, if you're listening and you are going to be at Elevate, you should. Ping us, and we'll definitely have a, a guest spot um, available. We'll have another mic this time, Woo! unlike last time. <laughs> unless the last couple times we've had a guest, and we've know. had to share a mic. <laughs> and then I can't even chew gum, because... <laughs> you can never chew gum around me. <laughs> you know better than that. And the thing is, is that I'm actually a quiet gum, gum chewer. Like, I don't sit there... Not always. That. Oh, no. I do it on purpose. Just to mess with you. <laughs> I mean, I remember staring across the table at you. 
<laughs> you know, I'm inside like seating, like, oh my god, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> I can't. <clears throat> I can't cough. Oh my god, I can't laugh because it's gonna cause a cough. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of different changes that are going on in the industry. I, you know, really, I see this year as being full of changes. Like yeah. we're gonna see a lot of massive changes. I don't know what the big eye is gonna do. I don't know. What all these small organizations, as I said earlier in this year that I think I said it to Insurance Business America, I think that the biggest thing that's going to change in this in this industry this year is, is consolidation just going to ramp. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Consolidation is going to transform this industry and i just see it continuing to accelerate this year so it, it'll be interesting I would that's love a different to, show i know <laughs> <laughs> thanks alton brown <laughs> is uh we should uh probably you know talk about that that's something we we would do love to do so i would love to hear some insight from people who listen of what they think and well and if you're at uh, elevate we'd like to talk about it at that show so. yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you can find us on Twitter, Becky L. Schroeder or L. Ricksford. Let us know you're going to be at Elevate. We'll set something up. Let's talk. All right. T does not do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's a caffeine delivery system, but boy, howdy. Am I am, <laughs> am I kind of like eyeballing your Diet Coke? And I do not like Diet Coke. No, I'm not going to touch it. I was going to hide it so you don't have to see it because I came into your office once (laughs) earlier this week and you like gave me the nastiest look. I I know. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But uh, the plug that was a cherry Coke. Yeah, yeah, it was a cherry Coke, which is (laughs) is problematic because that's really good. Um, But uh, yeah, also not non plugging plug here is uh, bubbly. That stuff's fantastic. Mm. And they came out with a new blue or blackberry. Blackberry. I haven't tried the blackberry yet. Oh, you probably won't. Because it's gone as soon as it hits the fridge. <laughs> I'll drink that stuff warm. <laughs> you're just going there. As soon as she puts the more in, you're going to take them out yeah, and hide them in your desk. It's tasty. You know, people, we've been doing those snacks, and I've been finding out that people are hoarding them. I'm not surprised. I'm like, come on. It's it's like, you know, walk by their desk and there's a pile of snacks. I was like, all those snacks are from the snack bucket. Why do you keep hoarding them up, you know? Oh, whatever. All right, let's jump in. Yes. Excuse me. Um, so this article comes from the New Yorker. So, oh, we're 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 going up market. We're, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're we've had an episode where we pulled an article from ESPN. And <laughs> so we're going outside the industry for yeah. some content. But I thought I thought this would be because we've kind of touched on this a little bit already in a previous episode, and I can't remember off the top of my head which one. But. We're running out of ideas. Is that what you're really saying? <laughs> no, no, no. All right. um, it just goes to show that what we have talked about is is you know people outside the industry are talking about it and, and noticing it. So the title, Why the Life Insurance Industry Wants to Creep on Your Instagram. Oh, this is salacious. I like this title. All right. I've not seen this article, so I'm going to be – I'm flying blind <laughs> On this, but uh, yeah, I mean, what Instagram? That's that's where the creepers live. Is that they get to it, you know <laughs> slyly review uh, people's pictures whenever they don't think anybody's looking. So the New York uh, State Department of Financial Services allowed life insurance companies can use information gleaned from their customers' social media posts and other lifestyle indicators when setting premiums. Interesting. Right. Now, would these be 
I guess they're looking for high risk and, um, you know, dangerous behaviors like smoking, drinking, fornicating, flying, all the, the Fs that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> well, I think they're, you know, they're looking for um, anything that might indicate higher risk, right? So are you mm-hmm. taking pictures skydiving? Are you demonstrating a higher risk lifestyle? Um, stuff like that, right? See, I have a problem with that because you could also equate that that might um, lead into other things that you can actually. My God, I've, I can't think. I can't think of what the, the right word is, but uh, effectively is that you could put people into buckets. Yeah, you could categorize them, and that categorization, as we've seen in other AI platforms, sometimes is racist. And sexist and all these other things because it's just factors that fill the data set cause problems. Right. But I mean, just because you're black, that's a higher risk of something, right? What is it? Sickle cell anemia, right? Mm-hmm. That that predominantly um, hits African-American communities. And so, wait, they're going to take a picture of it and say, oh, you're black, so we're going to raise your rates? I mean, that's a, that's an extreme example. Right. But the, it's the same thing. What, what about, well, you know, you're homosexual and you live in a high risk area and, you know, whatever it may be, and you have a high risk of something that's, you know, it, that's a dangerous path. Right. I mean, no, you know, it, it absolutely is. But it's also not the first time or the only time um, insurance have used sources to evaluate a customer's risk. They've already begun using algorithms and this is the Wall Street Journal that explained this in a report, that they've already been begun using algorithms to comb through non-traditional information services to evaluate their customer's risk. Yeah, I just it, it's too creepy. It, it's too it, much. It, it, it's, it's creepy. Too much. But we've talked about how, I think it was in the episode where we were talking about the um, DNA test, com- and, like Ancestry.com, 23andMe, where we talked about insurers being able to use that, mm-hmm. right? So... We touched on it a little bit, but this is just going further and, and not looking at just your DNA, but and, what you're posting about yourself. And, and God knows anybody that's on social media knows that pictures online can easily be taken out of context. Right. So you uh, you, you take a picture of uh, – you go to these walls that make it look like you're flying or something, and, and then all of a sudden it goes, oh, they're – you know, it's – they're – they're jumping out of a plane. The algorithm can't determine that you're laying against a wall that looks like you're falling out of a plane, but you're not actually falling out of a plane. And then it applies risk. I mean, it's just, it creates too much, you know, it's too subjective. And whenever you just have an algorithm looking at certain things, it I, it's a problem. So what do they say about this? Does it say- so, so the letter from the Department of Financial Services explained that any information that they get from these searches or other uh, non-traditional sources, <laughs> quote unquote, quote unquote um, needs to be clean at every level. It cannot show discrimination or bias. Ah, so. But uh, how do you prove that? Uh, that article was ahead of me, was it? Or I was ahead of the article. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That disability or disease can't factor in these decisions in keep, except in keeping with actual actuarial principles or reasonably anticipated experience. So they can't just use these new sources um, willy-nilly, right? They have to be able to show that they're not, they're not using discrimination or bias when looking at these to evaluate a risk. Yeah, well, 
that's pretty <laughs> good luck. I know. Good I- luck. And you know, and so we've covered that now. We've covered how it could discriminate race, by uh, gender, creed, all that could be done that. But also just the false positives that are in there. Okay, you're at a bar. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's shit-faced. And you're in the picture. Well, oh, this is a drunk. And there's cigarettes and there's smoke all around. You're the designated driver. You don't smoke. And then the algorithm goes, hey – smoking drinking partier type right. of thing and so i i don't see in in and oh this will get in the millennials write that dark down all right but um <laughs> it, it's uh i don't see that they would ever be able to properly use that information and be able to d- disseminate that information in a way that leads to prevent those factors from coming into play yeah the other side is Damn millennials. <laughs> get off your yard. Uh, yeah, get off my yard. I was talking to someone the other night about that. I was like, I'm getting old. Um, but um, here, here's here's kind of my thoughts on it. Is First of all, and it's really not millennials and people that are going to jump down my throat on that. It's not what I'm trying to say. It's the oversharing. Yeah. But also, everybody only overshares the good things. <laughs> they don't overshare the... Uh, not always. I know, but that, that that was my point, is that that's starting to change, is that people are now starting to like overshare everything. And then you get... You just get snapshots, like something you would glean from like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter are just snapshots of what that person is really like. Yeah. Um, it, it's like a comedian. <clears throat> Uh, I know that there's a lot of comedians that in real life, they're really quiet, nice people and they're very studious and they're, and they're very, very well read. Um, Norm Macdonald's actually a good example of that. I've been watching a lot of his stuff. I've always liked Norm Macdonald is that he comes off like an idiot. You know, Norm Macdonald, right? Mm-hmm. He always comes off as an idiot. That's really not the case. Yeah. He's actually brilliant. He's a genius in the way that he's he says it. Like he gets up f- to do a roast of, I think it was Bob Saget, right? And everybody's just like, you know, just brutal jokes, just bloodying up. You know, roasts have just gotten become like, it's become an, an absolute insult fest. Mm-hmm. That's and, what a roast is. I know, but Norm MacDonald, not, not how it used to be though. Mm. You, you know, they were just kind of fun, playful jokes at their expense, but not like, you know, demeaning them. And Norm MacDonald gets up there with Bob Saget and proceeds to uh, tell dad jokes. And what he was doing, and what was brilliant about it, is that he was trolling the whole process. Yeah, he was just trolling it, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty good." And then Andy Samberg um, from Brooklyn Nine Nine and all that, he was on the roast of uh, James Franco. And why the hell does James Franco get a roast? I mean, who cares? Moving on. Um, but he did the same thing, and everybody was like, he bombed. And like, no, he was sitting there making a – it was a statement. Smart people are – you know, so th- these algorithms – wow. Wow, there's there's rabbit trail down <laughs> 15 miles. But um, these these people, they're, they're going through, and they're going through life, and they act stupid, but really they're really smart. So then they put on a persona online. Mm-hmm. And in a lot – I know a lot of people that have – Online personas. Yeah. I would say that I have a bit of an online persona. 
is that if you look at my Twitter, you know, my Twitter feed is half and half. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's very curated. Mm. So uh, I, I don't know how they would do that. So are, is there any people that are saying you shouldn't be able to do this? Why did, why did the New York state have to approve this? What was that all about? Um, you know, I think just, I think they had this investigation into, um, where is it? 18 month investigation into life insurers, information gathering practices. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess they wanted to understand what they were using. Um, and they were saying that they can't use these new sources uh, to gather information they were prevented from accessing via old ways. So really it's, it's just to it's confirm just opening it up. Yeah. Okay. Confirm information that they should have got, been able to gather from previous sources. Uh, but in its investigation, the department found that some models used in recent years purport to make predictions about a consumer's health status based on the consumer's retail purchase history, social media, internet, or mobile activity, geographic location tracking, the condition or type of an applicant's electronic devices. How is that relevant? <laughs> or based on how the consumer appears in a photograph. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I buy butter. <laughs> I bet bacon. I eat a lot of bacon. Yeah, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out of here. I see. Perce- all of this comes down to perception, and you, per- you know, in the terms of insurance, it it should not be perception. It should be reality. And I know a lot of times in life, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. How you present yourself is generally how you truly are. Yep. And this, however, does not take that into account at all. Is that, well, I'm, you know, I'm a complete vegan, but I cook at a high end, um, you know, shop that uh, deep fries hamburgers and calls them heart attacks and has you carried in in a gurney or something like that. You know, just two extremes. So all the stuff I'm buying is really high fat and problematic, but I lead a very clean lifestyle otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it for my business or whatnot. It that that type of perception is not reality, and then that that could be marks against that person. And then what what database can you go in there and say, well, I really don't drink. You know, <clears throat> I work at a bar, but I don't drink. Right. I you know I buy a lot of uh, pizza, but I'm gluten intolerant. You know, it's you can't get that information because you just don't know. And then there's no database for anybody to go back to and go, well, that's not true. So that's the problem with a lot of things that I see nowadays when it comes to AI is the negative selection is how you how can you tell it? No, you're wrong. You're flat out wrong. No, that's not the case. I mean, how many times have you been online and <clears throat> it, they start showing you an ad? A lot of times it's pretty, pretty precise. It's like, yeah, how did you figure that out? <laughs> but a lot of times you're like, this has nothing to do with me, but I can actually make the connection of where that happened. Mm-hmm. And that's just, but there's no way to opt out of that. And th- there is no way to opt out online. There's a little green, you know, little arrow on AdWords, yeah. the AdSense stuff. You click that and it will actually say this ad doesn't apply to me. And it will negative select you out of that, that, that thing. And, but there's no way to do it if a health insurer or a life insurer is actually taking that into play. Right. Because um, I don't smoke, you know that, and but I buy cigars. 
I don't buy them to smell them or sniff them or whatever. I give them out as presents, right? Mm -hmm. And so if they ever looked at my purchase history, I said, you know, crap. (laughs) Flipping A. (laughs) If you look at my purchase history, you'll see that I have bought cigars. And I've actually bought quite a few. And I give them out as gifts to friends who do smoke because I'll find a unique one or something. And I'll give it to them. But that doesn't mean I smoke. I'm fully against this. Get off my yard. <laughs> yeah. So I I thought it was interesting because it's, you know, obviously this is this is going on and I mean there's there's a lot of ways insurers can gather data and they are looking at every possible source that they can use um when they are underwriting a policy. Yep. Hold on. What are you doing? Put my tinfoil hat on. Oh, no. Can you imagine if the government starts doing this or if they are already doing it? I assume they already are. And that's a, that's a real problem is that they have access to a lot more data points than just simple insurer. And they don't, you know, I don't know if they have these rules to make sure that they're properly <clears throat> governed, excuse me, to use that data for non-nefarious reasons. And that's what's scary about all of this is that we're going to raise a generation of kids that are completely used to everything online. being tracked yeah. and everything online and everything coming into play. And it becomes the minority report is that all of your interactions come in and then it starts predicting that you're going to commit a murder, mm-hmm. you know? Well, if you, you know, precognitively deciding you're going to, commit a murder or something like that, you know, I think is somewhat good. If you can figure out that someone's about to commit a murder, just based upon them buying a rope and some lime and, you know, trash bags and a shovel or something like that. Um, and, but if we could find ways to use that in ways of like, Hey, let's, let's, um, interact with it and like, you know, get ahead of it and help this person with whatever's going on. I think it's positive. It just it scares me with the amount of information that can be disseminated out there and used for all these different reasons. And I think we're just becoming a society that's perfectly okay with it. Yeah. We can say we're not okay with it like I'm doing right here. However, it's really hard for me to opt out. How do you? You don't. You you sit in your house with your tinfoil hat on. You put tinfoil on your windows. You don't connect to the internet. And you, uh, you know, write in your journal. That's what you do. And I pass lots of cameras, red light cameras going to and from work. And you have cameras that detect, you know, take a picture of your license plate with your toll tag. You can be tracked anywhere you're going. Pictures, videos. You see anytime that there's some kind of incident, there's always hundreds of camera views that are out there. And we're not even, you know, you go to London and I think you can't walk anywhere without being completely covered by a camera these days. And here in the States, it's getting that way because cameras are super cheap. They're easily connected via new technologies like 5G. And all this information is just feeding up to somewhere. And terabytes, petabytes of data is generated every single day. And it can be disseminated in any way, shape, or form. And this is a slippery slope that I hope that the insurance industry determines is not – a way to actually conduct business. 
So here I am asking the industry we love, the industry we're in, not to use this data in the way that they seem to be using it. Mm-hmm. Do you think they will? Probably not. Oh, yeah. They don't care. <laughs> Probably not. No. I mean, I, what are you – are you on the same plate? What are you – I mean, it's – Page, it's, plate. <laughs> it, it's kind of creepy to think that, you, you know – my insurer might be watching my Instagram account to see what I'm posting. And, and you know, just, that's how it determines what my premium is going to be. Uh, but I don't know what I can do about it. Make it private. And then all of a sudden that causes everybody to not care. And then we can, that's why we, that's the way we can kill social media. Oh yeah. We're going to say like, we're going to completely build a profile of you online and then use it against you in terms of salaries and discrimination and all of these things. Yeah, that's how we can kill social media. This is the way we do it, Becky. You don't want me to. No. No, why? It would be so much fun. No. Be the be the death of Facebook. <laughs> Take down a billion-dollar company, uh, multi-billion-dollar company. <clears throat> that would be interesting to see. Oh, no. Eh, dreams of grandeur every once in a while. Yeah. You might be able to get some people under that cause. <laughs> I know. I also might be loopy high. Yeah. Uh, so last night <clears throat> I was um, in a weird headspace. Just medicines really mess with me. I don't normally take medicine, so this is really hard. Um, but uh, I was sitting there thinking, at what point did evolution go? You know what? The giraffe needs a long neck. They needed to reach the... The leaves on top of the tall trees. I, I, I know, but just like, you know, but the trees didn't exactly just graduate with the giraffe, you know, that they were always that tall. What was this middle ground of the, the t- tree leaves? Like, at what point did that switch flip in evolution DNA of whatever animal was a precursor to giraffes that goes, this, this thing needs a long neck? I, I just, I sat there for a couple few too many minutes thinking about it because it was actually it started because i was reading a cup from the dallas zoo that says uh, giraffes have the you know long snacks course Mm -hmm. but also that they sleep anywhere between 10 and two hours a day and they're the animal with the lowest sleep cycle and at that point i was having problems sleeping so (laughs) it it was my brain started going but then you just you know sorry no, you're fine. Tangent. You just threw me on off of the loop when you mentioned giraffes because, you know, my one of my daughters, she's at that age where we have the same conversation every night, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things she always wants to talk about. She wants to talk about animals, and I ask her which animal she wants to talk about, and it's giraffes. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was just, it threw me for a loop because I was like, what? <laughs> so you're thinking about giraffes at night? I know mean, because I, I started to I started to respond with one of the things that I always say to her because we always do it silly. Where oh, tell me what you're going to say. No, so so it's, no, no. I'm just saying. So oh. it always starts with you know what color are giraffes, and I say I make up some that are purple and pink with stars on them, and she goes, "No, mommy, they're yellow with dots on them." And I go, oh, "Okay, well they have wings and they can fly." And she says, "No, mommy, they have four legs." Oh, could you imagine how terrifying a, a flying <laughs> giraffe would be? And 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 then I go, "Okay, what? but they they eat the little fingers, the fingers of little girls." And she goes, "No, mommy, they eat the leaves off tall trees." <laughs> so that's in my head what I was going to respond with was that they eat the fingers of little girls. But I'm like, "No, they don't." <laughs> 
I'm glad. I'm glad we weren't texting or anything last night because if I'd said that, you would have come back and I'd be like, "Oh dear Lord." <laughs> Could you imagine a giraffe with wings flying and then they just stay, you know, 10, 20 feet up and then they reach their big ass neck down and they grab you and they fly away with you. You have no defense. You're just buying your own business and a giraffe comes flying down out of nowhere, picks you up out of range and you're and your giraffe feed. Yeah. I mean, so and now we know that they're carnivores. Because they eat the fingers of little kids. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, I think we, uh, yeah. I think we're done. I think, yeah, we went off on a real real weird tangent there. Well, what do you, dear listeners, what do you think about insurance companies using your social media and various other sources to learn more about you and to set your rate, especially when it comes to something that's more personal like life and health? Yeah. I think everybody's a little bit more lenient when it comes to like, you know, driving because that's, you know, again, a privilege and not a right, but being alive and having health insurance, I've, I'm going to dip my toe my little pinky toe into the politics is that health insurance is a right we Mm. should all have health insurance we should just it's not even health insurance is a right basic 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 um basic (laughs) there laird (laughs) i know basic uh medical coverage is a right so but uh so what do you guys think and uh, you definitely reach out to us on Twitter. I'm uh, L. Ricksford, and Becky is Becky L. Schroeder on Twitter. And you can also find uh, the show notes for this show, which I will be writing, I think, which should be very amusing at this point, <laughs> um, on insurancehappyhour.com. You can leave a comment there, or you can email us at contact at insurancehappyhour.com. Yes, and subscribe if you have not already. Find Open your favorite podcast app and click search for Insurance Happy Hour and click subscribe. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool stuff. All right. Well, I think I'm going to go find a bed. <laughs> uh, I'm out of gas, but uh, this has been a fun one. I've uh, I've enjoyed it, and uh, as, as always, thanks for listening. Charts, how motherfucker. <laughs> we take one week off and we can't get it right. Mm-hmm.